Welcome to Earth Matters here on Gila Members Community Radio, KURU 89.1 FM, Silver City. This is Allison Civic, and I'm your host for today's program. I'm the Executive Director of Gila Resources Information Project, a nonprofit advocacy organization that promotes community health by protecting our environment and natural resources. And twice monthly, we here at Earth Matters bring you conversations with people working on the ground to address climate change in the Southwest and provide you with information on how you can make a difference and help bring collective action to this global crisis. Today, we'll be talking about New Mexico's new community solar program that could jumpstart broad adoption of renewable energy here in the state. The Public Regulation Commission recently approved rules to implement the 2021 legislation to guide development of 200 megawatts of solar power over the first three years of the program. A key component of New Mexico's program is the requirement that 30% of each solar project must be reserved for low-income customers and low-income service organizations. With me today to talk more about this exciting new program is Christian Casillas, Director of Policy Development and Research with the Coalition of Sustainable Communities New Mexico. Christian has lived and worked in countries around the globe, focused on aspects of sustainable energy use and rural electrification for underserved communities. He has been the lead author for peer-reviewed papers in science, climate policy, and energy policy. Also joining me today is Ona Porter, founder emerita and clean energy leader with Prosperity Works. Ona develops and tests high impact strategies that build the opportunities, knowledge and relationships required for all New Mexicans to achieve economic security and prosperity. She's known for her powerful, no-nonsense approach to problem solving and strategy development in business, education, health, and human services. Welcome, Christian and Ona. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you both. Thank you so much for, for making time for us today. Now, before we dive into the Community Solar Act, I'd really like to find out a little bit about your organizations. Christian, maybe you can tell us briefly about the Coalition of Sustainable Communities New Mexico and how your organization has been um, working on the Community Solar Program. Uh, Thank you, Allison. Um, So we are a a member-based organization. We're a nonprofit. And our members are local governments. So our current members are the cities of Las Cruces, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, Taos, and then the counties of Los Alamos County, Santa Fe County, and Taos County. And the focus of our organization, we're a fairly small organization. There's four staff members. um, And we we support uh, our members on issues of climate policy and sustainability with a focus on equity. And, um, and the work we do is, is driven by the priorities of our members. And uh, we were formed in around 2018, and our members had uh, a strong interest in seeing community solar developed, largely for the increased access that it could bring for. Um, folks that 
that cannot install rooftop solar and to increase um, the potential of, of solar on the grid. And uh, so we worked um, for several years uh, in the in the legislature, um, partnering with with uh, the sponsors, various um, legislative sponsors, and a coalition of of other organizations um, to help uh, develop the 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 policy that went into the the law, um, and then we've been actively involved in the, the rulemaking as well. So when the, the bill was passed, there were some stipulations that needed to be um, defined by the Public Regulation Commission. And that process is it's called a, a rulemaking process. Um, and as you mentioned, that just, uh, just finished up. Um, the commissioners adopted the rule that isn't isn't official until it's it's published in the state register, um, which which should happen uh, in the coming weeks. That's great, thanks, Christian. Now, now, Ona, your organization comes to this issue from an economic prosperity lens, and tell us a little bit about Prosperity Works and and your role in this community solar program. Thank you, Allison. You're right. That is the angle that we uh, come to the issue with. And um, we know that um, as we think about people being able to thrive, they need to be build assets. Income gets you by, but assets are what, are what get you ahead. And in order to build assets, you have to reduce your cost, increase your income or both. And so one of the things that is often not understood is what we refer to as energy burden. And that is the percentage of your annual income that you pay Um, for your utilities. And uh, for those of us on this call, we probably um, pay two or 3% of our annual income for those services. But for low income people, uh, it can be as much as 30%. And actually in some work we did in energy efficiency installing retrofits in the South Valley of Albuquerque, we did deep surveys with over 300 people. And what we found is their energy burden to be very high, so high that they had sacrificed food, medicine, and medical care in order to pay their energy bills. So, And they also did not know about anything that could help them either reduce those energy bills or help pay for those. And so our work is, as you said, uh, really focused on understanding the energy burden and how we can relieve that for low-income individuals. Yeah, that's that's great. So, um, Christian, maybe let's let's dive in. Get let's. Uh, why don't you give us um, an overview of the um, Community Solar Act and sort of it, it passed the legislature. I guess back in April of 2021, and I think you mentioned that it was um, the rules were recently adopted by the Public Regulation Commission. But you know, tell us how how this program is going to work once it gets implemented. Sure. Yeah, and and I also um, just for the the listeners um, as well as as for you, since I don't know if I, I mentioned this. Um, uh, the coalition is is right now collaborating with uh, Ona's organization with Prosperity Works, um, another uh, grassroots organization, Partnership for Co- um, Community Action, and then um, another organization called Grid Alternatives, 
And we're all working together on a small contract um, from the Public Regulation Commission focused on um, how the community solar program can be rolled out in ways that will provide the most benefits to low-income households and low-income serving organizations. So we're, we're just super excited to be in, involved in this, to be partnering with um, Prosperity Works and other organizations and, and focusing on the, the benefits for low-income uh, households. And so the, um, the first thing that, that uh, the listeners should know is, is what is community solar? And so it's, it's different from a rooftop solar where you uh, install the panels right on the top of your roof um, and it goes into your meter. Uh, with community solar, they're typically large arrays. So in this program, there's a, a, a um, maximum array size of five megawatts. And that uh, for uh, intuition, that's the equivalent of, of 30 football fields. So pretty, pretty large. And these will build, um, that, that's the, the maximum. So there could be some that are built that are smaller, um, but due to economies of scale, we expect to see most of the, the, the um, projects of, of that size. And so they will be built in you know, places probably where, where land is affordable and, and there's uh, adequate um, connection to the, the grid. And so they'll be offsite, they'll be distant, um, and a household can uh, subscribe to a portion of the energy that comes from that large array. And so the, the uh, electricity from that array won't be entering into the directly into the household of the subscriber, um, but they will be getting uh, credits on their electricity bill from the utility for the energy um, that is attributed to their their subscription amount and um what this does is is it opens up the opportunity for uh the many many households that are are renting that uh have, have old or inadequate roofs um that can't afford the the um, upfront costs of of solar or um, are excluded due to, due to um, credit ratings and, and um, uh, aversity to, to risk of taking on debt to, to lease or take out financing to put a solar uh, system on the roof. And so we expect to see with this program um, that uh, different organizations will develop these, these large arrays and then they'll go out and they'll enroll customers and uh, the program is geared toward residential customers and small commercial businesses, um, as well as nonprofits. And um, they should see offers uh, that would uh, reduce their electricity bills. And we'll talk more about the, the potential benefits for, for low income. Um, but so really it's an opportunity for folks to to um, attribute all of their, their electricity to 100% clean renewables um, and receive a reduction on their electricity bill at the same time. Great. And Ona, what about that? What, what are the benefits um, to low-income customers? How is, it, how is it working that community solar is going to um, benefit low-income customers and low-income serving organizations? So um, as Kristen said, once you sign up, you will have a bill credit 
for the, the solar subscription that you have for your household. So that will actually reduce your costs. And um, and it also, you know, a really important part is that it reduces, reduces carbon. And we know that low-income people live in uh, environmental stress areas very often. And so as much as we can get um, off of gas and oil and onto the renewable uh, energy systems, we improve the climate around uh, very of environmentally stressed areas. So we're really concerned about doing both of those things. Um, the other thing about this is that when we, again, when we did the survey of our, our folks that we provided energy efficiency to, we really learned that they were very interested in participating in solar, but thought that was really for rich people, not for them. And this is for everybody. So in addition to the things that Christian mentioned about uh, the lack of availability of rooftop for, for low-income people, there's another uh, couple of issues. And one of those is the condition of the roof and also the position of the roof. Uh, another yet is shading. So all of those things are overcome with um, uh, community solar. And it's important to point out that it, while low-income people will in some ways benefit the most from this, all people can participate. And so you only need to be uh, to subscribe to one of the solar uh, developments that is in your uh, current uh, provider's area. So if you're in um, the SPS territory, you would subscribe to one of those. If you're in El Paso Electric, one of those. And if you're in um, uh, uh, PNM, that then those. Now, these are not something that you're necessarily going to see, and you don't need to see them because, as again, Christian said. Uh, the developers will look for places to develop where the property uh, rates are low and they might own it and they might lease it, but um, it doesn't make any difference where it is. You can still benefit. Wow. That's great. Well, thanks to both of you for just giving us that, that overview. That was super helpful. We're going to take a break right now and we'll come back and talk more about the state's new community solar program with Christian Casillas of the Coalition of Sustainable Communities, New Mexico and Ona Porter with Prosperity Works. Stay tuned. <music> 